1: It's Friday, May 25th, 2018, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Hat Yes,
2: man. It's nice to see you all. That's it. I feel, <laughs> there, I really feel legitimately happy to see you. It's over Friday. there
1: on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. <laughs> and all the way from hello. Nashville, Tennessee, podcaster, author, speaker extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs.
3: Oh, switch to speaker extraordinaire. Good morning, I don't Jess. Know. I like you.
1: You're extraordinaire in all the ways. So
3: Thank a, you. I really I'll that All around
1: nice person. <laughs> yeah. AF
3: Guys, keep going.
1: <laughs> we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to author, Pastor Extraordinaire. Max Lucado, <laughs>
2: kinda, you're kind of on that train, aren't
1: you? Now
3: that you just throw that around casually, it means less to me, Cameron. That being
2: said, Max Lucado is pretty extraordinary, so mm-hmm. I think it is it is worth it. It feels apropos. Oh, my! Well, Mister Fancy Pants today, Mister Fancy Pants a up on the podcast. Cameron, Cameron, is
4: there an umlaut in apropos? I always <laughs> pronounce it apropos, and people looked at me like they didn't know what I was saying, but uh, that could just be on me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're uh, at the end of the month long
1: experiment of going to two episodes a week of this old podcast you know we at the be- you know at our six hundredth episode we announced that we we're gonna split the two what had turned into a two hour behemoth into two one hour more digestible shows per week um We wanted to hear from you guys if you liked it, and you guys have been sending us a lot of feedback. Keep it up we're still we're i mean we we're enjoying it, so I think we might keep it rolling but um you know we want to hear from you so if you like this this format let us know if you don't like it keep it to yourself
2: so yeah
3: <laughs> or eddie will publicly ridicule you if you're willing yeah poor eddie yeah
2: we can you know you need stuff your sorries in a sack we're doing two a week is just
3: the way guy
2: oh
1: man
3: stuff your sorries in a sack i've never heard that before that's not nice.
2: i did not make it up it's like an old guy saying
1: well, if you haven't, if you haven't uh, heard the, the new format on Wednesday's show, we do in case you missed it and we have a guest and then we do uh, the question of the week, the listener feedback. And then on this week, on the Friday episode, we do slices. Yes. We have a guest and then we do our listener of the week. So that's coming up later as well. That listener last week, the guy who works at Taco Bell headquarters doing social media. I, it that, that yeah. is, he,
4: that
2: uh, is, that if is if it, a dream. He almost wrecked the segment. He almost did. It's just not, not because he did anything wrong, but because it's like, where can you go from like the Taco Bell headquarters Listen,
1: I'm optimistic and being on parks and rec like people hit us up, people hit us up every day on Twitter Mm -hmm. with the three facts about themselves that, you know, are interesting. Mm -hmm. And we, and we, you know, there is no shortage of fascinating people listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. No shortage. It's, it's, I don't. Yeah, uh, I feel bad for Jesse having to select just one each to week. sort
4: out. Well, yeah. I'll say this. I'll say this. Give it a I've choice. kind of shifted my strategy a little, oh. okay?
1: Because oh, okay.
4: Because at first, I was trying to go for people who all three, I felt like those are all interesting. But what I found is, you know... Usually they have three semi-interesting or one really interesting and two kind of like okay we'll mention that but let's dig into this one you know okay. because it's hard to have you have to have a really fascinating person to have three just crazy interesting facts so now I'm looking for the really good one and then kind of the is just kind of some color around yeah, him, just to it yeah a little context for our right. character you know? right that's right right so, you, got,
2: you got lettuce you got cheese but you really you're looking for the meat of the taco I'm looking taco for the Bell. cheese
4: I'm looking for that that big buffalo burger right in the middle you,
3: you should have gone with the taco bell building there eddie well
4: first the of building
3: all building of a taco
2: yeah well your feedback is hurtful so let's continue on with the show because, <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm sending you feedback immediately and directly <laughs> right, it you is, should have it built is, a uh, taco instead of a burger unwarranted uh, cameron and unwelcome. before
4: we dig in i know we, we last in last week's episode we we recapped our montana trip but i was yeah. I, you know in reflecting on it i was a little disappointed that one story didn't come up that i was wondering if you could uh, indulge us on no um, oh, we'll, we'll just move there on there was an no, incident there was an incident in which uh, uh, Cameron may or may not have nearly burned a significant <laughs> bank of the Bighorn River uh, to the yeah, river. I saw this on the news. A- a- while falling into the river. Here, okay. oh my God. Not only <gasps> did he do into that... The river? Inches from the river, and and well, before before he goes in, we are all wearing like like these waders, like yeah. these, and they're meant to hold out water. But if you were to get water in, it would just fill and you would just yeah. be it's like be you're like wearing, wearing a garbage
1: out. bag around you, strapped w- to you. Yeah,
4: water's are, it would be w- like wearing a, a lead pair of Oshkosh bagosh, and we would have sl- sl- watched Cameron just slowly sink in 30 degree water every day. That, we
1: were, yeah, every day we were fishing, it would we would stop out halfway through the day. We'd start a little campfire, eat some lunch, just rest, you know, Vape. and then do the yeah. other half. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the water was around 38 degrees. Uh, the air was cool, but not cold, but the water was very cold. That is cold water. Yeah. And, um, and, and so we stopped. And so the first day we were having trouble getting the fire lit. And and they had a little like a water bottle with some gas. So we got the logs wet and then boom, you know, it's fine. Yeah, no big deal. And uh, and we just got talking about fire stories. Me and Jesse kind of grew up little, little tiny pyros and we've we've (laughs) lit a lot of things on fire. (laughs) One of
2: your well documented.
1: I've lit woods on fire, I've lit driveways on fire. Yeah. So, you know, we're telling this story on the first day. So then the second day, I'm fire guy now. Like these, these, these riverboat, these, these fishing guides, they don't know how to stack the logs. They got to TP this thing. We need some airflow. I mean, come on. I'll just take the logs, guys. I got
2: this. You're like the temp in the office. You're, you're the guy that lit a fire. Now you're the fire guy. So I, so the second
1: day I go to light the fire (laughs) on the side, the side, and you know, we're all kind of hanging out. And it's not really catching, so I get, I get, you know, but it's catching a little bit. Yeah. So I take the water bottle of gas, mm-hmm. and um, my back is to the river. Um, we're about five to seven feet off, but it's a bank, you know, I like it goes down pretty fast. Understand? And I and I and I kind of douse it real quick just to get, freshen it up. What else are you gonna do? The it's fire, lit, is the what you're fire, saying. yeah, it's lit. The fire jumps from the fire all the way to the ah. lip of the can I'm holding in my hand. Yes. And, the, and the water bottle lip is on fire. It's full of yes. gas still.
2: Uh. Now, is this a plastic water bottle or a
1: metal plastic? Water oh, I see water bottle. Oh my water. gosh. With the lip catching on fire, which startles me. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, Whoa! and I like, leaned back. I jerked back like I'm holding a bomb. You know? No. And I didn't release it. I just was like, whoa. And it fit into like a split second. And when I jerked back, I stepped off the bank. Yeah. And fell down backwards. (laughs) No. and one motion <laughs> flinging the water bottle into the air because I'm what, falling. Which is now what? a maltov cocktail.
4: Basically, Cameron, <laughs> Cameron hucked a maltov cocktail <laughs> into the banks of the Bighorn River, while, the river. Sliding, while sliding into and the, I, nearly then into the water. And I don't see
1: what happens because I'm rolling down the bank toward the toward the river. <laughs> Towards a really cold river. Which, if I hit the water, the gushing river would have filled and taken me, would yeah. have filled the yeah. waders and I would have been gone. Yeah, we are so mo- what were you
3: you thinking Cameron?
1: Well, number one, I didn't realize how close to the river I was. I was just rolling. You know, I didn't realize exactly that I was landing on the riverbank, but then I, you know, I immediately look up what happened to my flaming bomb and, and sure enough, it flung toward the guys, Mm -hmm. Uh -uh. doused one of the guys' shoes on fire. And Uh. then it just dumps itself into the riverbank and all the gas pours out and is on fire. You can't, put water on that fire because it'll burn the water. You can't stomp it out because the gas is so you can't
3: put water on the fire.
1: Yeah, because it'll just spread a gas fire. will just spread it.
2: It's like a grease fire in a kitchen. And and so, and so you, so the guys, hold on. Annie, do you know that? Because I just want to make sure. I feel like we're going to re- be responsible now. You know that if there's a I grease didn't fire. Know
3: that I grew up with all sisters. We didn't set anything on fire ever. So so I don't know things about fire. The grease
1: fire so. is like where you're cooking. Like you don't throw do water a grease on it. Fire. You, you I know a grease fire. Yeah. Smother it. I Smother didn't it. know Smart. a gas so fire. So we're trying to, we're trying, yeah, to yeah. we're trying to stomp it out. Yeah, we're trying to stomp it out. But it's okay. lighting the boot, melting the boots because it's just so hot and it's so. So have end. you
3: crawled back up there at this point? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: It's hard to
3: tell who's
2: on fire and who's not at this point.
4: and I just want to I just want to say one. One thing I feel like it's probably for liability reasons that, that because we never really clarified uh, Annie for a grease fire, what you do is you throw more grease on it, and <laughs> 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 it'll it 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 take care of itself. The guys eventually.
1: got, got their, their 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 boots off of being on fire and stuff like that, but the ground is burning, mm-hmm. and we can't. And it and I was thinking, well, it'll just burn up. It was burning for. 30 40 minutes. I mean the ground oh, yeah. the bank of the river was just on fire.
2: Yeah, that's right. If
1: it was dry season if it was
4: 2 weeks Jesse, ago. Jesse, what are you doing when I would I would have okay. taken it. You off. know what I'm doing? I'm sitting in a boat like anchored eating a sandwich. Uh, and my guide. Okay, Cameron, did you ever have the guide Tyrell the whole time? Yeah, I had Oh yeah, uh, they called him White Tyrell. Ty- oh, Tyrell. Yeah. He he is. He was. He he's the head guide there, and he's Great in guy. his early twenties. But if you had a conversation with him, he's. Laid forty, he's a he's an old wise river man. Okay, mm-hmm. and I knew, and I so I'm in a boat uh with our with our our, our new friend Trent Dabbs and um so funny like I we had me and Trent had a different <laughs> guide the day before, and me mm-hmm. we did not catch anything in, in with right. our other guide the day before, right. mm-hmm. and right. so we had we which was definitely in hindsight was one hundred percent me and Trent's fault, nothing to do with the guide. I just want to, but we know. when we got in the boat with Tyrell, we caught one instantly and. And I went to, I could see the other guy just down the river a little, and my I decided I would hoist the trout over my head like the Vince Lombardi trophy and shake it and taunt the other guide with it. I did so. As soon as I got over my head, the trout started flopping, flew out, hit Tyrell, and bounced onto a small island where Tyrell had to get out, save it, and put it back in the water. He was not happy with us from the moment we got into the boat with him, from, from that incident on. So Tyrell is sitting in the boat with me and Trent eating our sandwiches when we see all of this happen. We see the fire, we see the Molotov cocktail being flung at a collection of other guys standing next to another open fire, and we see Cameron rolling down to the perilously close to the river. Tyrell stands up and gets out of the boat. He goes, they better put that fire out, and trudges through, like, chest-deep water to go assist in the situation. Me and Trent are just laughing, observing it, but I think I think Tyrell was very irritated about, about that maneuver, Cameron.
2: Yeah, yeah Jesse is... Un- Loading his emergency fireworks so just to make it all
4: that, well. I become prepared for such an occasion. Let me see what we can do. I looked here. at Trent. And I said, "Listen, Trent. I, there's an open fire there. There's a man almost in the river. There's only one thing for us to do right now, and that's to get out of here because we don't want to be any part of what, the, what inevitable legal situation is going to transpire. Just you know, float away. Yeah. I don't have to this thing. Neither yeah. do you. Let the river take care of this one. And we were off. <laughs> <laughs> we were off.
1: We were three sandwich, We took to go. Boat.
4: That's his yeah. boat. But yeah,
1: uh, that's
5: right. uh, oh,
4: all. I forgot about that story. That's true. Well, But if you ever go to Montana, Tyrell is the best guide, I mean, uh, you you could have. uh, I want at
3: some point for y'all to do a trip for men and women, because I want to go. It's always dudes who get to go on the Montana trip. There's all my friends who all the people who go on these trips are all dudes.
1: They had the it's through Refuge Foundation, who, uh, which Brian Carpenter came on last year because we recorded the podcast from Ooh. Montana and he talked about the heart behind it. He was in ministry and just seeing pastors leave ministry left and right, burning out and all that kind of stuff. And he uh-huh. started good to,
2: joke, burning out. I get it. He did Refuge. You almost burnt out, fire.
1: He did Refuge Foundation. Because so you a lit of fire. Here's a place, three four days every year. Come be with friends, community, let us just serve you and love you. And like, hopefully you can find rest and restoration. So we started doing it, just taking guys out fishing. And then same thing you just said, Annie, a lot of the guys were like, my wife needs something like this. She works as hard or harder than I do and is just as burnt out as me. And so last year they did a a trip for um, women leaders uh, in Austin and uh, our friend Shauna Nequist was on that trip I love Sean, and uh, it was apparently great and they're going to do more of those and so then they'll do a couple like couples ones too but there's something about just getting away and you know and you know being hanging with out. friends I and like
4: stuff
2: fishing. hanging out with what is his well, name No, they, they'll do them
4: in Montana too for, for women Tyrone Tyrell yeah. but last I year they had to a you, great you would be a better fishermen than I would say probably 90% of the guys on our trip yeah <laughs> you know, right? you can't, when you think of it, like, that's safe that's a safe estimate Oh,
1: yeah. Well, number one. Compliment. These Thank great you. guides
4: like Tyrell teach you everything you need to know, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, they do. Yeah. You feel equipped afterwards. So a couple days out there, guys like Tyrell and Nolan, they, they know the river uh, and they know how to teach goons like us how to how to how to actually sit y'all fish. like
3: sat around in Adirondack chairs and looked at the sunset. That's like yeah. the best.
4: Yeah. 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 And they played we
2: poker all night. Is there like structured conversation things? Though? No. Zero. No. Yeah, I don't do no. That. Morning no morning devos. Yeah, no. One of these days ups. I'm going to go and I am not going to want to talk about like, oh, my Soul. I don't want to do all that stuff. Same, Eddie. same,
3: same, same. Eddie. same.
2: You went to a thing where all you do is talk about your soul.
3: Yeah, I don't. I didn't want to. I didn't <laughs> want to go. To none outside. of that.
2: Good. That's, it is literally
5: show I mean,
1: up. Does anyone use the word brother?
3: That's
5: my question. Like, <laughs> hey, hey brother. That's
3: a Heart
1: bad.
2: to heart, brother. That
3: is only when Cameron them. was talking about you, but <laughs> I, I No. Mean, it, I it
4: literally, like, Chandler. It, Chandler just for some man. reason just described like a professional wrestling retreat. Let's have <laughs> a heart <heart-to-heart> to heart, brother. <laughs> like he literally, for some reason, became Hulk Hogan for a second. I, it, I had a guy. I think here. that's what yeah, his special guest speaker Hulk Power Team Crusades talk like that. Right, hear you say that one more time Chandler to make sure I wasn't hearing things. <laughs> well, I heart, so, hard, brother. Yeah, that's really, okay, that's all. I, I,
2: there was a guy that gave us paper quotes the other day and he was saying that I should put in a uh, a fire pit out in the backyard so that in case I ever need to get out there and wrestle with the Lord, I, I got a place uh-uh. to do that. And I was like, one, we're <laughs> never calling this guy back but also I just oh, can't, oh, be part of this, I can't be a part of this guy's <laughs> world but, you know so glad yeah we don't wrestle with the Lord we don't do papers we don't do
4: you just fish you know, and you know what it and is, we don't play say brother
2: pepper. we just hang out and fish with Tyler. yeah
4: how dare how dare he encourage you as a fellow Christian what what nerve yeah, am I he has? wrestle
2: with the Lord uh, I
4: think we're fine I what mean, nerve I mean, he has Eddie
1: the conversation is whatever you want it to be you know like 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 again like what I said on Wednesday show is like I I've been there in years where I was at very difficult seasons and just talking to guys who have been through that or been, you know, that could advise who are wiser than me was awesome to just like connect on a personal level. And then there are seasons where I just literally go and fish and play poker and it's just fun and laughs and it's all good.
2: Um, You guys prepare yourself. This is going to be a really amazing joke. Are we ready? Uh-huh. And now every time you go, you're just so fired up. You're so excited. You understand <laughs> the joke. I do. I get the joke. I literally, that night,
1: that night, there was like the the picture that you're referencing with the Adirondacks. There's a fire pit out over, looking the mm-hmm. cliff and stuff like that. And then everybody was in, kind of changing, getting ready for dinner or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'll go get the fire going. No. And so I went to like, go start the fire. No. Nope. And I heard, they didn't know I could, the sound would carry, but I heard a couple of the guys who worked there going, Oh no! He found the fire
2: again. Yeah, no.
1: Like literally, <laughs> they were talking to themselves. Like, keep him away from the fire. And I was like, i was just trying to be helpful.
2: Yeah, you're on a list inside of their like <gasps> inside yeah, of their the work list. cabin. Now you're on the list. They're like, no, this man cannot touch the fire. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, moving the show along. It's time for
4: slices. All right. Cypher slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, I wanted to uh, give everyone an inspirational story about uh, a guy who was never able to finish college on his first shot. He, he didn't, he didn't finish his first time around, but came back and this week finally got to experience uh, the magic of walking down the stage, having his name read. And having all of the people there watching the graduation cheer for him. Uh, his name is Jason, M- Jaron Myers. He's a comedian. And, uh, the only catch is he never actually went back to college. He went to the college bookstore before the graduation, uh, now 12 years later <laughs> and found a cap and gown for $38. Right. Now, uh-huh. uh, so, well, how, how so his what name happened is Jaron Myers, uh, he, he wanted to make his, his parents proud, uh, because he, he dropped out of college years ago. Now he never finished. Um, and you know, he, he always felt like his parents were robbed of seeing him walk across the stage because he didn't, he didn't, uh, uh, graduate. So this year he hatched a plan. He went back to his old college and, uh, which is the university of, uh, uh, let's see, MSU, uh, Mississippi State, Missouri State, yeah, yeah, Mississippi State. Uh, So he returned uh, Missouri State. So he returned to Missouri State. He went to the bookstore. He bought a cap and gown and just decided to sit with the graduates. Um, And he's he's sitting there through all the speeches as if he's one of the students. Um, But he notices that everyone has like a little uh, piece of paper with their name printed on it that they hand to the people at the end of the row that is then read over the loudspeakers as they walk across the stage and are handed like a fill in diploma, right? Um, so, he has to improvise. He's a comedian. So, he just grabs a piece of paper and writes his name on it, and hopefully that no one will catch on to his ruse. So, he goes to the end, it works. He goes across, grabs a fake diploma, and they read his name over the loudspeaker scene, he waves to everyone <laughs> and has successfully gone through a college graduation store ceremony, even though he never graduated. Dude, Jesse- this man... That's yes.
2: brilliant. I, I I did this. I did this exact thing in my life, what? but I did it totally on accident. So I'm at University of Florida. <laughs> well, I'm at University of Florida. My grandma, my mom, and dad are there for graduation. My brother, they all drive up, and I did. I had to do like a class audit the day before, and it was like, hey, you never took a class your first year, and it was like, oh, I had to take one more class during the summer. It was no big deal, but all of a sudden, I was like, I'm not graduating my graduation is tomorrow. I've already bought the cap and gown. I've already done, they're already on the way. There's already like a graduation party for me. And I just bought, you just walk into the bookstore. I did the exact same thing. So I show up to graduation and I realize that I'm not graduating when I'm sitting in the auditorium next to Brian, by the way, we graduate at the same time at, from UF. Well, no, you didn't. Did What's you? Time? No, you <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> did you already have
3: the same last name or did you just happen just to sit next to each other? Oh no,
2: we were just best buddies at the, at the time. We were like weird, you know, a whole long story, but we were like really great friends all through college. We, had, we were not dating yet. We were not at all married, but so I open up the book and I'm looking through all the names, looking for my own name. Cause I still have not really realized at this moment, Oh, I'm not graduating from the university of Florida. Like, it's not like a provisional graduate. I like, I was just dumb, <laughs> like not paying attention. My name's not in the book. Brian's is in the book. Immediately. I get a call from my mom. This is before texting. She's like, Hey, your grandma and I are up here looking for your name. Any idea why you're not in the book? And I was like, well, I found out yesterday I have a class to take, and I guess I'm not graduating. At which point I got up and like we were there. I gave my name. They called my name. I walked across the stage. I did the whole thing, sat down. I was never a graduate. I just completely Wait, you never graduated? <laughs> I did the oh, next, later. I did okay. the next summer. Yeah. But yeah. I never walked again. So I did the entire walk, cap gown, name everything.
1: But it wasn't like you got it approved. Like, please my parents are here. Will you let me?
2: I'll give you my no, word, you I'll do one. I was like, oh, well, I've already the How, mean, did, how'd you give them your name? We I had the card. It was just, you wrote your card. That's, that was part of their mistake is everybody just wrote their own card. Yeah. So when you were, when we were walking in, they're like, write your name, spell it phonetically. Here it is. Anybody could have walked at the university of Florida, like anybody. And I inadvertently completely did the entire ceremony and I was no more prepared to graduate than I had been, you know, four years earlier.
4: You're, you're, what, what you and this, this gentleman have done is, is shown <laughs> a massive flaw in the system because he did the totally exact hilarious. same thing. Literally. I, I wonder, I wonder what the, could you go to Harvard to do this? Could you go to like Yale? Yeah. So I love that this guy did it on purpose. Mine
2: is way less awesome because I just did it on accident and realized, <laughs> you know, 20 minutes before it happened that I
4: was, Making a massive Jesse? Mistake. Did
3: he like film it and stuff to make like?
4: Yes, he filmed it. There's a thing, whole little like YouTube video that that documents yeah, yeah. the whole charade, uh, and yeah. he shook the hand of like the college president and everything while he's walking across stage. Well, of course, you're not gonna <laughs> yeah. like not shake his hand. Yeah, it's not yeah, like that. I understand? So. That seems legally binding. A handshake <laughs> at a graduation <laughs> is essentially. A diploma. And if the college let it happen, then they have to issue you a diploma. I I think that should be a rule. I don't know any employer that's ever said,
1: let me see your diploma, right? If you just happen to have a picture of you in a cap and gown shaking the hand with the little folder, I mean, like, put that on your wall, like you graduated from MSU, you know? I mean, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Maybe
2: I should do that. You really
1: should.
3: (laughs) Go do it at Florida, Make mom and dad it's easy. Yeah, But do yeah, it from, you
2: from so do, yeah, do it from somewhere they'd be really like like oh uh, <laughs> like Seminole State Instead Community College or whatever. So no, from, uh, what's the what's the uh, seminary here? Not Asbury, the other one. RTS. Some, yeah, yeah, Reformed Theological. Yeah, go seminary. to Reform. They would love that. Walk across the stage. <laughs> but you see that
1: that that wouldn't work because it's too small. They would know. Yeah, they have a true. small graduating yeah, class. Yeah, so yeah like, that's we don't true. know you. No, that's right. You, you have to go to a
2: major like UCF. UCF is a school in the country. Yeah, because they're like this is a there's thousands and thousands every single day graduations all day all
3: just school in the country?
2: 65,000 students. It is massive. On campus? Know.
4: Yep. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It is a crazy big, big school. school it's like a city there. Yeah. It's big. That's fascinating. Yeah, they would and generally, they would never know, man. They would you never could, know. You, could, you totally, could totally, I Think <laughs> how proud your parents would be. Think about that. That's you true. could say, all these years, mom and dad, I secretly have been, have been, uh, as a college. Yeah. Get all the beauty tassels, tassels. Know. Know and can can everything. Yeah. Get
2: <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. I got my doctorate in podcasting. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, dad cries. Pretty much. Yeah. it would be so sweet. All right. What do you have, Eddie? <laughs> well, I, I have more of a, just a, You know, every once in a while, I like to make sure that people know about what's what's happening in the classifieds. And I want to make sure that people know that just about hot property listings. This was the worst pitch I've ever done for a podcast, by the way. But let's keep going. Um, So so in New York City, uh, there is a condominium uh, for rent and you can get it for really a bargain at this point of eighty five million dollars. It oh is a. It's on a forty fifth floor of some very fancy building on Forty Second Street. You say in Manhattan. for rent for, for, for purchase, for, yeah, for, no, for sale. No, no, okay. That's right, for sale. For sale. That's a high monthly rent now. Yeah. Eighty five million dollars. <laughs> Here is what eighty five million dollars gets you in this yeah. apartment. Uh, it gets you a fifteen thousand square foot uh, duplex located in just a very posh part of Manhattan. Ten bedrooms. Ooh. Eleven bathrooms. Oh my gosh! Right. Wow. Eighty five million. It's a steal. <gasps> but it doesn't stop there. Here is what Ten you. Ten bedrooms. That's right. And so they've been having a hard time running or not, or selling it. And so they have thrown in some extras. Here are the extras. You get two Rolls-Royce Phantom cars, one convertible and one hardtop. You get a Lamborghini Roadster. You get courtside <laughs> seats for the Brooklyn Nets games. You get an additional mansion in the Hamptons for the summer. You get a live-in butler for one year. You get a private chef.
3: But, okay, that did, all of this. But,
2: but that's not it, right? Because at this point, all of this. at this point, it's a steal. <laughs> and we're not we're not even done yet because for five thousand six hundred and sixty seven dollars per square foot, the owners of the condo and the condo has been, by the way, on the market for eight hundred and nineteen days. They're throwing in a, a million dollar yacht with docking fees for five years Dinner for two at some fancy restaurant that I can't even pronounce. Don't even
1: bother with the restaurant. I mean, that's yeah. A yeah, exactly. $1,000 <laughs> dinner all, for is this two Beyonce
3: yeah. and Jay-Z who are selling this. Golly. Yes. Who's got all this. Uh,
2: there will also be, uh, you know, bass. Of course the building itself has basketball courts, terraces, sun decks, fitness centers, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but more than anything, and here's the punchline of it. They have, uh, uh they are offering a trip to space. So when space <gasps> flight be, when space flight becomes available for a consumer, they will send you and a guest to space.
4: Eighty five million I, dollars. Can I say the most awkward and fascinating part to me yes. is the live-in butler thing? Live-in butler is fascinating. Like Alice on the Brady Bunch, it was very yeah. strange that that setup. Like y- you know, we never saw her outside of her work uniform. She worked twenty four hours no, a day. No, no. She, she and was,
1: Sam the butcher started dating in later <laughs> seasons.
4: <laughs> That's right. are you catching either, up on either, that right now these days yeah. <laughs> <laughs> either way <laughs> the, your the, the whole idea of a live-in butler like so i i don't know that i would want the li- like if i bought this property i'm like so it's basically a roommate that i'm required to have i mean they'll do things for me but yeah. i'm putting i'm putting up alfred here and that is the only reason i like ai like
2: why i want a robot that's like a person in the world because mostly they're going to take over but i would yeah. like a robot to be able for me to just say like hey could you make scrambled eggs and they would just make you some scrambled eggs.
4: Yeah, because I'm not going to ask. Like, I feel it would be, I would feel too weird about asking the butler to do things yeah. I'd want the butler to do. It would just feel like, you know, like an inappropriate, like, right. I don't know. It just seems like weird to have, like, because I picture he's obviously a very old English gentleman. Oh, yeah. I assume, right? Oh, yeah. Jeeves. Yeah. Jeeves. Jeeves. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like I don't know about the butler. All the other stuff I take, I take the, I the race cars and everything, but it's the living butler requir- so You fun. would take the living butler.
3: Yeah, I think all of it. No. I mean, I think all of it is just like a a year of so much fun. Why not See, have someone helping you all the time for a my, minute? My thing Cameron. is like
4: it's eighty
1: five million dollars. All those extras are five million dollars. Just sell me the thing for eighty. I'll buy my own cars, pick up my own stuff. You know, like just but yeah, space. Can I keep
3: the cars in the Hamptons? Yeah, Two hundred thousand dollars. Where are you going to keep them in New York?
4: Well, okay. Cameron, they here's they my question. A, to you. If grill. someone, I think you guys are getting off the butler thing and I can't, <laughs> I, I can't move on from that yet. Cameron, if someone offered you right now the services of a live in butler, but he had to live in your home. Mm-hmm. for a year. Would you take it or would you just... To Hold wait. on.
3: Is it the home... Ca- like, Do we have to answer this based on the home we currently have? Yeah, because it's 10 based bedroom? on that 10-bedroom yes. house. The
4: services of a live-in butler right now. Would if 15,000 square
2: it? feet, that wanna, butler can chill pretty the, far away. Does
1: the butler... Is he like a all-encompassing like he'll cook, he'll clean, he'll wax, There's he'll, a chef. he'll run There's errands. A
2: chef. Yeah. Well... No, yeah, you. It's an additional. But, chef. If,
1: but if we're talking, just he said the butler. Oh yeah, so sure, sure, like, sure, is sure, This sure, butler, right. like an all-in-one butler.
4: Can, let let could, me yeah, answer. That's a good yeah, yeah, I'll answer your question. Yes, but only old, gross British dishes that nobody. Yeah, anymore. <laughs> like like, like weird things from the old like, world, pheasant and stuff like. I that. mean, that. I'll be like, honest. <laughs> like, it's just I,
1: I live in a a home that had a a a, a husband and a wife, uh, four children, uh, and a mother-in-law suite. So like I. I live in a home that was meant for a lot more people to occupy. It's just me and Cohen. So sure. Why not? He could, I mean, he's going to take care of us. Love it.
2: I got to say at this point in my life, I've got young kids, Brianne, and I both work a bunch. I would take a butler. Yeah. I don't even care if it's awkward. If someone is going to just do the laundry and make the breakfast, I would. Oh yeah, yeah. go ahead. I would you just can feel s- weird if I, if I walk in the door after bed. a
4: long day, and on the couch is like an old British guy in a He doesn't sit on
3: the couch. He doesn't no. sit on your
4: couch. No, no but he's, he's standing by the doorway. He's like, like, like a Disney World if, cast member. If, when he's on, he's in uniform, and oh he oh is yeah. he's working. But how weird would that be? You you walk in, you will not see him. walk in and just standing at the front door is an old British guy. Tuxedo, or I mean, like do you're have hanging a out.
3: Nanny that helps with your kids. I mean, is it we, that we, different than a nanny?
4: Yes,
3: But
2: that's just kind of a transactional, single job thing. They show up, hang out with the kids, yeah. and are gone. A butler is like just waiting. Not
3: when I was a nanny, we did dishes. We well, did but laundry. that's what I'm saying. Like the,
2: the the butler is like waiting for a command. I mean, I would open the door every day and just make eye contact with him and not blink, and, and, and then just berate say, him just for the just, fun of it. Yeah, and then say sing. <laughs>
3: And then just no, make no, no. Him I think having a butler would sing. be great because they know what you like to eat, they know your schedule, they everything stays clean. I think it would be great. I don't have the space in my house, unfortunately, to have another human that that just works there. But wouldn't it be I do nice? I love though, to, the idea.
2: Wouldn't it be nice to be just sitting on the sofa watching Wild Wild Country and just be able to yell, you know, uh, you know, hot tamales and all the <laughs> here they are. I mean, that to <laughs> me is sure. Go, go ahead. Live with me. I'd like hot tamale. Yeah. The the,
1: um, Bravo, the Southern Charm. Uh, it's based in Savannah. Mm-hmm. There's an old lady on yeah, it, yeah. and she has a butler, yeah. Michael, and he takes yeah. care of her. He makes her a drink at five o'clock every day. Oh my! You
2: know, I forgot about that part.
1: Well, of it.
4: Would yeah. you
3: just be like? I have a like, friend who has a live-in butler, and lives in Texas. And he always, whenever we go visit, it's, it's at our grandmother's. And whenever we go visit, he makes us a Dr. Pepper.
4: Would, like, would you, Justin, would you, hey, would you the just Dr. be hanging Pepper? around at night and be like, Jeeves, I tired of this reality TV. Recite for me a Dickens tale from memory. <laughs> and that's that's shave do, me. Do you ever see
1: the old Seinfeld bit uh, about While names where he's me. like, he's like, <laughs> the old Seinfeld bit about names where he said, like, don't you think like when a mom and dad name their baby <laughs> Jeeves, they've kind of predetermined yeah. Yeah. his yeah. occupation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. His career path. Yeah. Um, what do you have, Annie?
3: I'm sorry. Y'all both missed that Jesse ended with while you shave me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think Eddie said Eddie might have said it first. It's okay, man. We build these things together, pal. Yeah. Sorry.
3: A... Oh, okay. Well, are you?
1: Oh, you're talking about like that next shave, the fancy, the fancy man's barbershop. However, shaver Jeeves lean back, interprets it. you
4: interpret what you want to interpret. <laughs> <what he went laughs> <into laughs> However, Jeeves interprets it when this. <laughs> He's when the this one who's butlering school. It, I, it, yeah, it, it's <gasps> his. What's their
3: butlering school?
1: I
4: want to be like surely. The rock. Of course, there's butlery school. There's licensed butlers. Oh yeah. Jesse, have you ever seen that? Have a butler. Is there really a butler's license? Like, let me oh, hey, yeah. uh, hey, sir, let me see your uh, your your registration and your butler's license, please. I mean, maybe like, not as
2: much in America, but in England, it was like a legit. I mean, we've yeah. all seen a yeah. It looks like it looks like, it looks
4: like it looks like like a uh, like the student ID from Hogwarts. It's very fancy, <laughs> very elaborate. <laughs>
1: Oh, I, uh, Jesse, I, typed in, I typed in Butler license and uh, Google's apparently Butler university has a number of uh, vanity license plates available. And uh, oh, if you want a Butler license, uh, you can get a Butler university li- uh, license plate. Um, okay. What do you have any?
3: Okay. So here's a Florida story for you. This happens in Lake Worth, Florida. You may know where that is, but I Googled it so I could say it's about two and a half hours south of where you guys live. And apparently, y'all, there were really serious storms there last weekend over the weekend during the royal wedding. And in the middle of the night, Lake Worth sent out like one of those, um, uh, what are they like text message, emergency messages that said it was a power outage and a zombie alert. <laughs>
2: What?
3: <laughs> there was extreme zombie activity. And then they immediately sent a follow up and saying, We're looking into the reports about the mention of zombies. And this is from the head of the um, public information officer, Ben Kerr. And he said, I want to reiterate that Lake Worth does not have any zombie activity currently. And apologize for the system message. So somehow Lake Worth, Florida, has built into their emergency system, and like, a zombie alert. Yeah, Is code that the Zodio? A1,
1: code eight one eight zombie. Like so. Yeah. so oh yeah. wow, that's yeah. funny. I
3: think that's so. Amazing. In the middle of the night, they got one of those alerts on their phone, like, "Hey, there's a power outage," and also zombie alert.
1: <laughs> do you think? Do you think that somebody did that as a joke, or like, do they legitimately?
2: No, no, no. They're just trying to be very prepared. I think it's the midnight worker sitting there going like oh, look you can type in anything into this just never hit enter and then it's like yeah I'll never oh my god I hit enter and then that's, <laughs> like that guy in Hawaii <laughs> right exactly yeah. that's exactly what Maybe. happened I think they can They say they in. don't
3: know as of as of the publishing of this article today they don't know how it happened because the alert is automatically sent out when a power when there's a power outage so when the power goes down in Lake Worth Florida if anybody living in Lake Worth, Florida is listening, they should send us a screenshot that they got. I this. get
2: those all the time. I mean, we get those power outages because, well, especially around like hurricane season, it was like that's how we found out about all the power outages and when our power was back. It was you all get alerts? Yeah, I get text Just messages. sign up for them? Hmm. I don't get yeah, alerts. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and it's it's like I mean, it's a, sometimes they're dumb because your power will go out and then you get a text saying your power was out and you're like, oh, yeah, so you do it thank through you. the power company? Yes, the power company, oh. but also Seminole County. We'll send us alerts. Interesting. Yeah, so yeah, huh. it's all very text message friendly. But have but you
3: ever gotten a zombie one?
2: I have not. And if I did, I would take it very seriously because you know what <laughs> yeah, would you? What I mean, would you yeah. do? The government. Yeah. What would be I mean, your next yeah, move? Yeah, what's
4: your move? What's your move that if that um, text comes through?
2: I mean, I would immediately send the children outside to be a human barrier so that I am safe. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that's I think that's where I start. But and isn't then, that like chum in the water? That would just bring more of them towards you. Yeah, that's right. Because they're so sweet, they're little sweet yeah. angels. I
4: probably and it was at
3: one forty in the morning, so it's the middle of the night. So yeah, you gotta that, factor you that in. Just
4: when you, well, just when you expect it to happen. You know? That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that'll right.
1: do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Max Lucado joins us. You're listening to Gabriel Garzon Montano. The song is Golden Wings. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard chromatics with black walls. Well, this week's show is brought to you by Audible, the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks and other audio podcasts. User, users can sign up as an Audible listener, which gives them book credits each month for a low monthly fee. Customers can download their choices and access them on their iPhone, Android device, Fire tablet, iPod, or any other MP3 player, probably even a Zune. I don't know. And unlike a streaming or rental service with Audible, you own your books. Memberships at Audible include one free audio book a month, exclusive sales, and 30% off all regularly priced audiobooks. The Audible app lets you share a book from your library with anyone. And the Whispersync feature lets you switch back and forth between reading and listening to the audiobook across many devices. Uh right now I'm actually listening to uh Born to Run. I'm, I'm trying to get inspired for our Hood to Coast race and so oh, for Is sure. it working? I mean it's a fantastic book. It's narrated yeah. by Fred Sanders, a lovely reader. Uh you know the book's by Christopher McDougall. Yeah. It's really great.
4: I love it. I, I, love- I encourage everyone listen to that or it's it's uh you know and a great thing with uh WhisperSync Cameron is you know you can listen to it and you can switch back and you can read it and not lose your spot. You can yeah, go back between really the, cool. the audio and the visual thing. Really cool. Well,
1: right now, Audible is offering relevant podcast listeners a special deal. You can start a 30-day trial and get your first audiobook free. Go to audible.com slash relevant or text relevant to 500-500. Uh, the texting is for US listeners only. Uh, again, that's audible.com slash relevant. Well, Max Licato is a best selling author and speaker whose books have sold more than 100 million copies. In his upcoming book, Unshakable Hope, that's huge, by the way. Yeah, he could could probably buy that. He could probably buy that apartment in New York with a bomb. He
3: may be the one selling it because he's gotten a bigger one.
1: (laughs) In his upcoming book, Unshakable Hope, uh, he looks at why tragedies and hardships shouldn't damage our faith and can actually strengthen it. He also just wrote a viral blog in response to the school shooting in California and how to make sense of such unimaginable tragedies. Here is part of our conversation with Max Licato.
0: So you mentioned in the blog, this evil will not last forever. And you're pointing towards this future hope. And I wondered if you could say more about that.
5: Yeah. Well, um, I believe that all of us have... Well, there are a variety of emotions that are stirred uh, by these horrific tragedies. And one emotion uh, that bubbles to the surface is, if there is a God, why doesn't he do something about it? And that is is an understandable emotion. And I think that the scripture, that the Bible speaks directly to this, In the promise of uh, Acts 17, I think it's verse 35, that God has set a day in which He will judge the world. So that's a promise. Now, many of the promises in the Bible are happy promises. You know, weeping may come through the night, but joy comes in the morning. You know, kind of that lift our spirit. But then some of the promises in the Bible, like that one, Acts 17, verse 35, I think it speaks to a sense of that we have, we want justice served. We we don't want evil to uh, be downplayed. We don't want uh, these these uh, terrible events uh, to have no to have no consequence. And so that's why that's why I wrote about that. I I, I think that down deep in our heart we're all hoping that uh, you know God desires that everybody be saved. Uh, but there are those who, if if a person uh, chooses to reject God then that person will uh, have, have, I think, be held accountable for those decisions.
0: So as we look toward that future hope, what do you think the implications are for us in the present?
5: A belief in an ultimate hope empowers us in the present uh, because nothing robs our hope more than the thought that this is as good as it gets. Uh, if if we think this is as good as it gets, that life is never going to be better than it is right now, and right now there are times it really stinks, then that that's what creates a sense of despair. Uh, but it, but 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 if I can believe that there really is a light at the end of the tunnel, that there really is a day coming in in which the devil will get his just due, uh, he he he'll he'll receive what he deserves to receive. That that helps counterbalance the pain. It doesn't mean that we you, you know there's it's going to be painless, but it'd be it'll it'll it gives me strength with which with with which to face the pain. All all we want, <laughs> you know, all people want is is a reason to get out of bed and and maybe a reason to smile. I mean, we really we we don't need a whole lot to get by, but there's so much despair in the world. Uh, the people are looking for hope and they don't know where to turn. And these events, these terrible shootings just reinforce this terrible cycle we're on that life has no meaning and life has no value. So just do what you want. It doesn't matter anyway.
0: So is that part of why you wrote the book?
5: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very much. Very much. Um, You know, the, the, the statistic that really stirred my Part was, uh, I think I mentioned it in chapter one that that, that the suicide rate uh, has increased twenty four percent since the year two thousand, and that's epidemic proportions. And um, I think nearly all of us know somebody who's who's chosen to orchestrate their own their own death. And and so there there are no easy answers to that question. You know why is the suicide rate up like it is? But I do think that one answer to that has to be that that people just need hope, they just need hope and so the, the where I've gone to where I've gone for hope for these forty years of ministry I'm, I'm in my fortieth year. Wow, <laughs> I'm getting Congratulations. pretty old you know yeah <laughs> and, and and I've found that nothing lifts the heart more than hope uh, if if I'm sorry, nothing lifts the heart more than promises if i If I can just deposit a promise in somebody's heart uh that 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 will bear fruit that will bear fruit, and so i'm hoping this book might uh, whet our appetite to to ponder and and build our lives on on the promises of God,
0: yeah, it seems like the promises of God are a key to what you 're offering in this book,
5: absolutely, yeah, you know there's over seven thousand promises in the Bible, so this in no way is a book that studies all the promises of the Bible. I don't think anybody could write a book like that. But what I've done in this book is give an example of how promises can really change a life. You, you see, we're either building our life on pain, we're either building our life on problems, or we're building our life on God's promises. If there's 7,000 promises in the Bible, there's a reason. They, they must, their intended importance Uh, can't be overstated. And and so I want to awaken people, resurrect people's understanding and appreciation for these promises and and urge them to use them for their own lives and also to use them to encourage other people.
0: As we talk about promises, I'm surprised at some of the places that the book goes. Like you talk about, like, for instance, the concept that we are made in the image of God as one of God's Mm -hmm. promises. Could you say more about that?
5: Absolutely. And what a great observation on your part, because it, it doesn't look like a promise. Uh, that passage in the book of Genesis in the first chapter where God said, let us make mankind in our own image. And yet it is a promise. It, it, it is a promise that says uh, every single human being is made in the image of God to bear the image of God. What, what a great and necessary promise that is. Uh, especially in a day and age in which uh, teenagers endlessly compare themselves on social media with one another and walk away feeling insecure because they think they're not as valuable uh, or not as successful as someone else. So my response to them would be, look at this promise. According to this promise, you are made in the image of God. What would happen? How much sadness would be lifted from your life if every day you looked in the mirror and said, you know, I'm not perfect, but I'm made in the image of God. And how would that change the way you view, for example, the uh, the immigrant? Uh, how would it, the 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 handicapped, the uh, the the person who who is your polar opposite on on the political spectrum? How how would that change you the way you viewed them uh, if you saw every single person as an image bearer of God? Well, I think that promise uh, changes the way we see ourselves, changes the way we see the way we see other people.
0: Did you pull from your own experiences where you felt like your hope was shaky to write the book?
5: Yes, sir. Um, I, I would I would say uh, the promise of Psalm 30 and verse five has been very valuable to me. Um, it it says, and I put that I put that one in the book as well. Uh, that weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Uh, you, there are times in which we are, are so disappointed in in circumstances or uh, so downhearted or we grieve so deeply that we really wonder, will this sadness ever end? And in my own heart, I've, I've had times like that uh, in which I've wondered, will I ever get out of this mess? Or Will this problem ever pass away and i've 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 just had to quote that promise to myself over and over weeping may last for the night and the next night and the next but (laughs) there's a promise and that is uh joy will come joy will come and 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 so i can either build my life on the pain that i'm going through or i can hang on to that promise uh i'm getting ready right now for a funeral tomorrow of a uh of a 19-year-old boy who was killed last week in a car accident. And I received an email from his mother this morning, and and she didn't use the word, I'm standing on a promise, but she did say, it's terrible, it's hard, it's a nightmare, but I believe that God is with me. So she's choosing to stand on a promise that says, uh, where God said, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Uh, and, and, and it's a deliberate decision on her part. And it's, it's in times like that that, that the promises of God mean so much.
1: That was Max Lucado. Stay tuned. Up next, our Listener of the Week. I don't like
6: it when things fall out. I don't like it when they leave me. If I finally understand. The message of Jesus changed the world until the world changed the message. So says best-selling author Bruxy Cavey in his newest book, Reunion, The Good News of Jesus for Seekers, Saints, and Sinners. It's time to rethink what you thought you knew about God, about you, and about everything in between. Grab Reunion by Bruxy Cavey and the new Reunion Study Guide and join a growing movement of seekers, saints, and sinners who are ready for something more. Available at your favorite bookstore. It's okay to be alone Cause I'm gonna make it happen I'm gonna make it perfect
1: You're listening to Hana Vu. The song is cool, featuring Sachi. Okay, it is time for our listener of the Week segment. Um, you guys go on Twitter. You guys hit us up and tell us three interesting facts about yourself. Jesse uh, pours over them hours upon hours and uh, picks one each week. Uh, Jesse, why don't you tell us about this week's guest, and then we can invite her onto the show. Uh, so, so
4: I picked this, uh, this individual uh, partly because the name just jumped out at me. I'd never heard this name before. Jerry Chris. One word. In fact, Cameron, when we were preparing for this segment, you were like, "Well, what's the real name?" And I'm like, "It is Jerry Chris," and that's one of the interesting facts that there is. This is the only Jerry Chris in the world, and we're speaking to her this afternoon. Well, aftermath. welcome to the Roland Podcast, Jerry Chris Medina. Hi! Hi.
6: Hello, people. Hi. Welcome. Hi.
1: Where are you calling us from?
6: I'm calling from
2: Rogers, Arkansas. Ooh. Rogers, Arkansas. Oh, My name's Eddie. It's nice to meet you. What do you do in
4: Rogers, Arkansas?
6: Eddie, you're my favorite. Oh, I okay. love you. Oh,
2: well. Jerry,
4: Jerry, Chris, I feel I've chosen wrong. We, yeah, we're it all was right fun. here, Jerry, yeah. Chris. At least
2: we really agree what, on that What point, is your too. favorite
4: thing about Eddie? That's what I want to know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: That, that you mm-hmm. speak such truth. Oh, oh.
2: gosh. Oh. This yeah. turned real, and I don't want to do that. I like, so yeah. I like it all Keep jokes.
6: I like it all jokes,
2: so Back to Keep jokes, because now are I'm you, like...
4: Are, hey, Jerry, Chris, are you confused? Uh, my name is Jesse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, use your voice for a second, because yeah, I think Eddie's there's some... The best, one. I don't I think gonna she's she's clear getting, yeah. on who's who here. Yeah, yeah, you might be getting me confused. <laughs> I
2: understand.
6: Well oh no, Eddie. Don't worry. Mm. I love all the haters. I mean, you have every right. They're haters.
4: Hey, uh. Because what you
6: say is
4: best. And there are lots of them. I just want to put that out there, Jerry Chris. There are lots of haters. We all agree with that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jesse, why don't you tell us uh, the facts about Jerry Chris that caught your eye? I
2: got the fact that I need.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay. Let's just start with the most obvious that I, I, Jerry Chris. You say you are the one and only Jerry Chris on planet Earth. How have you been able to confirm that fact? Yeah, because your parents Jerry and Chris. And I wanna know I wanna know <laughs> how you your parents came up with that name as well. So yeah, first sure. h- how can you confirm you're the one and only? Good question.
6: Um Google is the okay. best
4: of God. That's fair pretty enough. Good. Pretty I,
2: reliable. I, yeah, 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 yeah I mean. you
6: can Google Jerry Chris and it's me. Oh, oh <laughs>
2: okay. you've got your own branding. Yeah. So, okay. So it
4: is, it's it tough. is obviously a very unique name. Where did, what is the origins of Jerry Chris?
6: My mom's first and middle name.
4: Oh. So, Wait, your mom... so
3: you're the second Jerry Chris then?
1: No,
4: no. that's first and middle. Her, her first name first is first Jerry Chris. Yeah. Her first name is one word, Jerry Chris. Yeah. And do you have a middle name?
6: Dene. Oh, I guess I shouldn't have said that.
4: Why?
2: Uh, <laughs> What's wrong with that middle name? Why?
6: Oh, nothing. I, is it wise to just like throw your middle name out to like all well, the people?
4: Well, no, what's now? your social security and number?
6: Yeah. yeah, the, the other end. interesting
4: thing is, yeah, the other interesting thing is her social security adds up <laughs> yeah. to the number 87. What? Let's hear the social security number. Okay, right but now. no, for real, Jerry,
2: Jerry Chris, you're going to think about this later and worry about the fact that you just gave out your middle name. It's really fine. I didn't yeah,
4: Mine's you, you, you already conceded that if anyone Googles Jerry Chris, they can find if you, you. As long so, as you don't give
1: fine. out your mother's middle name, Middle name, yeah, as a verification. We're
2: yeah, good. Right. Yeah. Chandler's yeah. middle name is Chandler.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's double Chandler. Well, that's so. why we call him Chan Chan. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Right. What do you do there in Arkansas?
3: Chan?
6: I am a preemptive stay at home mom.
2: Nice. That is preemptively <laughs> one of the hardest jobs in the world. Pre-emptively.
3: It's so exciting. So, we're
2: wait, wait, wait. so today, well, congratulations. I just chilling out
4: yeah (laughs) when 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 is when is little jerry chris jr uh uh gonna going to be arriving
6: it's our lucky number eight, 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 eighteen. August
4: eighth. Okay. Oh. oh, oh, okay.
3: Oh, that's soon.
4: We- weirdly, those are the first four digits of Jerry Chris's Social Security <laughs> number. You know
2: what I would have loved if Jerry Chris had been like, "Oh no, we have no plan. We have no plan on having. We're no no children. We're not adopting. I <laughs> that's just, it. I
4: I, I, didn't
3: ask, I just tell I thought, people. What if yeah, she cr- doesn't have kids? What if she
2: just wants to be at home? I'm like, well, I
4: respect that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, Jerry, Chris, this is the
3: apartment for in New York. I'll be honest.
4: This is the this is the one that really caught my eye uh, that I wanted to really dig into. I got stuck in a chair and a fireman had to use the jaws of life to get me out. This is only the most interesting of many encounters I've had with police and firemen. Jerry, Chris, how did you get stuck in a chair? Yeah,
6: well, I sat in it.
2: I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna need you to peel the onion one more yeah, later. Well, for what us. type of chair? What type of chair are we talking here?
6: <laughs> okay. So let me clarify. <laughs> we uh, were at McDonald's. My mom and another family friend had dropped us off at this play area McDonald's. Okay.
2: How old are you at this point?
6: <laughs> that is actually a great question. We have struggled to identify Exactly how old? I think I was seven. Oh, okay, okay.
2: which is okay. the
1: fifth number in her social security number. <laughs> yes, we're, getting <laughs> we're getting closer. Eight, we are getting eight eight, eight, eight one eight
2: seven.
4: <laughs> keep going. <laughs> we are. We have your mother's maiden name. So we close. have. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Keep, keep going, going. Keep going.
6: Um, <clears> and they dropped us off with a babysitter, so we have a friend staying there watching us. My mom and her friend, someone else, they're off running errands. And my little brother and I decide we see these high chairs, like baby high chairs. Oh, no. And they have wheels on the bottom.
2: My apologies, Jerry Chris. An adult dropped you off at McDonald's and there was no adults left?
6: With a babysitter. (laughs) It it, It was a teenager who was babysitting us. This really? is
2: as Arkansas a story as there could yeah, be. did so the, the, the teenage
1: babysitter just drop the kids off to play at McDonald's and left? Uh,
6: this was actually in Orlando. This was not. We. I was born and raised in Orlando. Actually, interesting oh, twist
3: to the story. Oh, I was going to say. You
4: know what they call McDonald's? They they, 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 There's an old nickname I've heard. McDonald's, the Florida babysitter. People just
1: drop kids off there. Florida man drops yeah. off yeah. child yeah. at McDonald's. All right. So the Dr. hamburger Hercules is off at daycare. And Where brother? do you put him at daycare? Yeah. The McDonald's, McDonald's on I Drive.
4: Yeah. 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 All right. Big play area.
6: So we see these high chairs and they have wheels on the bottom and we think how much fun, like how cool would it be to get in the high chairs and push each other around? Sure. Yeah. And so I did, I got in and my little brother who's like maybe four at this point is pushing me and we're having a great time. We're tootling around and all of a sudden he looks at me and he goes, it's my turn. And I said, okay. And I tried to get out of the high chair. I got in just fine. Yeah. Could not get out. I am glued shut to this oh. high chair.
4: So what happened? Did, did they have to cut you out of it or something? Yeah, the they, they, of cut life. The, they had to cut the, the high they, chair open? Did they ever determine <laughs> the structural
2: problem with the high chair?
1: <laughs> well, she's a seven-year-old in a high
4: chair, baby high chair.
3: Cameron's got the math right.
4: Did yeah. they bill you for the high chair is what I want to know.
6: No. The manager at the McDonald's was like, "Don't my mom asked multiple times like, do we need to pay for this high chair? It is destroyed." And the manager was like, "I have a daughter that jumps off the roof." So your girl's fine, which makes me feel great right now. So don't worry about it. She let a, She let me
2: off scot-free. Flo- Florida I, man's daughter dumps yeah. off. Yeah. We are really drinking from a fire hose yeah. of Florida cliches yeah. here. This yeah. Is- yeah.
4: <laughs> Did you ever have a pet alligator? Has anyone uh, <laughs> so in, in from- your in your family been arrested for like blowing up a trailer or anything like that? <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, okay. Finally, Jerry, Chris, you said. you're <laughs> You dance so sassy in dance recitals that other parents would come uh, and tell me they came to watch you instead of their own kids. What kind of dance recitals are we talking here? And yeah. is, it this, is it still seven-year-old <laughs> is Jerry Chris? Yeah. Uh, definitely yeah, Orlando.
6: No, I started dance when I was two and a half. Yeah. Okay. And um, in Orlando. And I never paid attention I guess is a good way to put it in class. Yeah. So when it came to recital time. Speaking my
4: language, I can Mm -hmm, relate. mm -hmm.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Really didn't know what was going on, to be honest, on stage. But I am not stage shy. Oh. In any way, shape or form. Yeah. My mom has always told me I make everywhere a stage. All places are my stage.
2: (laughs)
4: Okay. And
6: so I just made it my stage. And owned it that I didn't know what was going on, and so I just made up my own dances right there so, on stage.
4: So you were sort of like the Florida Dance Recital Circuit Left Shark, essentially, <laughs> just just <laughs> doing right. your thing. Just that's right. Yeah, That's the, the choreography. Okay, that was the third fact, Jesse. Is that then she grew up to become Left Shark? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. okay. yeah. exactly. exactly. That's yeah. the end of the set. Wow. And, and bef- before I let you go too, I just need to know uh when were you issued your last credit card? I'm trying to reverse engineer an <laughs> <Yeah. or> something <laughs> here for f- <laughs> I'm on something. Dave
6: Ramsey. I have no credit card.
4: Oh, well oh. done. I love Do you it.
1: Use I'm the The I love that yeah. it's
2: like a, a it's a, it's a <laughs> cold now. <Plans>. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry well, Chris, I mean that is I mean for me, yeah. this is as
1: good a listener week well, as well. Yeah, can because possibly. she yeah. was gushing over you the whole time. Right.
2: Well we're, <laughs> so we and she
3: all
1: taught us a valuable lesson. Keep dancing.
2: I mean, right. Jerry, Chris. There's one thing that you and I have in common because I didn't pay attention in class, but when the music comes on, my body does what my body does. And I, you hand me a flag and you play Ten Thousand Reasons, and I am done. I am done. Oh, it. it's in me. All right, well, Mom's come to watch me. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs>
5: hey,
1: Jerry, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this week's listener of the week. Thank you for listening all the way from Arkansas. Appreciate yes, it. Yes,
6: we love you guys.
1: Thanks, Bye. Jerry Chris. If you want to be our listener of the week in the future, uh, tweet us at relevant podcast and tell us three interesting facts about yourself. We've had the whole gamut here. I like it.
2: Yeah. yeah. And at this wow. point, the next 20 people will say, Oh, Jesse's my favorite. And I will get angrier and angrier <laughs> until we get Jerry Chris back. Oh, on. yeah.
1: He's going to just start plucking people saying, <laughs> Oh, because everybody knows,
4: f- knows Jesse's reading them. Jesse, yeah, exactly. totally. so you... Yeah. Tell me David your Blaine. favorite He's thing about favorite. me that you'd like to expound on on the air.
2: I love setting, <laughs> I love setting fires and I love David Blade. And I love illegal stuff and in Virginia. That's my Justin wow, impression. Wow, that's it's a really
3: interesting voice you're working with.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm doing my best. I'm workshopping it. (laughs) Well, many thanks to
1: this episode's sponsor for making the show possible. At Audible, you can start a 30-day free trial and get your first audio book for free. Go to audible.com slash relevant or text relevant to 500-500. Texting is only available for US listeners. And also thank you to Max Lucado for joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Max Lucado. And his upcoming book, Unshakable Hope, will be out very soon. You can pre-order it now which I recommend
3: his yes, uh, pre-order. He, it helps. He wrote, a,
2: he wrote a children's book. Maybe he's written many, but there's one of the children's books. That's like, we read it every single day in our house. Really? Oh, yeah. is, it,
3: is it one about the dots and the stars? <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. Oh, I bet um, you do read that every day. That's that a very, a very Eddie... sweet.
1: What you know what I love about it? The very ending, it just says, and just keep dancing. It's just I, really hope, I,
2: hope, you, I <laughs> hope you dance. Hey, you
3: have I hope well you dance done. queued up
2: for the end of the show, right?
1: <laughs> well done, Cameron. Yeah, you better. All right. On that note, we'll wrap things up. Um, the The two a week experiment, we did a full month of it. I think we'll keep it rolling. I mean, why? I like why? Let's try it. All right. Well, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Kaufholtz. I'm Taylor Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Annie F. Downs. We'll see you on Wednesday.
4: McDonald's, the Florida babysitter. Relevant Podcast Network.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it